Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! How was your holiday? Did you enjoy some time off from recording this wonderful program? I did. I did enjoy a little time off. You know, I got to go get away a little bit. Not far, but like get like get, get out of I know it's, I want to say hustle and bustle. No one thinks North Jersey, but just literally leaving like the area where everyone's house is next to each other and moving and going to an area where it's like, oh, I think I see a house down that way. It was really nice. Now, do you still so, have all your yeah. fingers? Do you still have all your fingers? Didn't blow it. No, no fireworks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven, yep. just like normal. Good, good. Yep. All right. So, I mean, did you go watch a fireworks display? Did you light off fireworks, or did you just like hang out and have fun? So, like, I have never been part of the lighting off fireworks because I don't trust myself or my friends. <laughs> at any point with anything that could harm anyone i literally will like freak out if i and if i know someone and they have a knife i feel uncomfortable if i don't know someone and they have a knife i feel oddly more comfortable somehow 
because you know your friends are idiots and likely do yes. something dumb. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's um. So I the last time I was near a firework, that's I knew someone was setting them off. I didn't know them enough, so I felt safe, and I stood about thirty yards back. So if anything woo, went my direction, I could just duck. Yeah, I also I'll say we recently did a, a family vacation visiting uh, my sister and then my sister-in-law in uh, in a few states that uh, where fireworks are legal, and we're driving through and we're driving by these fireworks factories, and I keep saying, "Oh, let's get some, let's get some," and then of course we get home and it's Fourth of July. And there's literally a fire in the field behind my house because somebody, you know, fireworks landed in there. And I'm just like, oh, that's good. Now, you know, fire department got there and took care of it pretty quickly. And there's a little bit of space, but I mean, still, like literally right behind my house, there was a wildfire set off by fireworks on the 4th of July. So it's like, all right, yeah. And then you can, like, literally while the fire department's out there trying to put out the fire, you hear other people on the other side of my house Lighting off more fireworks, it's like, hey assholes, you've already started a fire. <laughs> let's let's cool it, right? Very illegal in uh, Southern California uh, when, in the um, drought uh, dried state. When I was a young warthog, my dad had this good friend that he kind of had a falling out with, but we used to go to their house and they had a really big house somewhere in Central Jersey, a mythical place that I don't really think exists anymore. There's only North Jersey um, and South Jersey. There is no Central Jersey. They argue about it, but it doesn't exist. Anyways, so. We went and then we would walk off. We would to be like 50, 100 people at this house. And then at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, when it gets dark, everyone would just walk to like a park that was maybe like three blocks away. And my dad's friend's father, an older guy, would have been there at like night, I guess, right when it hit dark. And he would set up these fireworks. And it was like a full on, like 20 minute firework thing a legit display which is illegal in new jersey oh it's illegal too okay that's good that's good so we would fire them off and then there were woods that we would walk through to get back to the house so we would all as a group walk into the woods and go back to the house and continue the party and we did that for years it was great um it was also funny when i moved to pennsylvania um Right over the border where I would cross to get closest to my house, there was a, like a firework emporium. Yeah. Where they would sell every firework known to man and then some not known to man. Yes. Uh, yeah. In Southern California, you uh, you would, when I was a young young warthog, which was longer ago than when you were a young warthog, uh, you would cross over the border into Mexico and buy illegal Mexican fireworks from Tijuana. And that was always, ah. that was always fun. So nice. uh, anyway, welcome to... Uh, Firework stuff TNG. Hey, looks like uh, looks like the one and only big one only is big connecting. Connecting. Always get the echo oh. when he arrives late. Are you there, sir? You're an echo. Oh, you're an echo. Just hey, in time. Hey, you don't say that. <laughs> just in time for the uh, the social medias and and all the important stuff. Welcome to Geek Stuff uh, TNG. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, the website's geekstufftng.com. You can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And give us all kinds of great information about how your Independence Day was. You can also send us an email with pictures of fireworks. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, support the show over on patreon.com, geekstufftng. A dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server. You can chat with members of the show. $3 a month, it's the early bird special, so you get the show as soon as we're done editing it, along with a copy of the prep sheet. 
for $5 a month. It's the bonus round where you get vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And then uh, at $10 a month, you get to watch the show live and direct when Kev is not on the road. Kev, welcome to the show, sir. I can't wait to get on the road again. What was the question? How are you, sir? I'm just fucking furious. Do you want to tell do you me more? Tell that, me more. Do you want to address that at the top of the show? <laughs> so yeah, let's just. I mean, because I want to get this out because I don't know how long I'll. You know, between bad connections and you know all the rest of the nonsense that goes on in my life, I want to get this out before I, before I somehow lose connection. So. McFarlane Toys has now drawn my ire because I expect Hasbro to do stupid shit. When other companies do it, it angers me. It angers me when Hasbro does it. It really angers me when other companies do it and they don't offer like an explanation of their actions. And I'm not saying they don't owe anyone an explanation, but here you have a company and a guy who touts how in touch he is with the fans and how they listen and, and all that crap. And here is a prime example of them not doing that or not being transparent or, or all of it. And it basically boils down to, uh, in their DC multiverse line, so that's the seven inch, you know, because he couldn't do six inch, seven inch uh, DC heroes line that encompasses every aspect of Warner Brothers DC characters, right? So this they have access to movies, cartoons, uh, live action, comics, everything, all of it, right? Well, a couple of months ago, they debuted their their line for the the flash movie you know the one that tanked horribly <laughs> and one of the one of the stars of that line probably the star of the line was the batmobile the keaton batmobile right also the keaton figure himself because we don't have a proper 6 inch um affordable Michael Keaton Batman. Nobody has one. The closest thing, well, I think, I don't think NECA did it. Did NECA do a Batman? I forget. But, you know, the most recent one was the Mezco one that took three, three and a half years to come out with the seamless body that, according to everyone who owns it, is now starting to split, you know, at, at the joints and everything else. Anyway, the point is, is that it was a highly anticipated item from McFarland. So high, in fact, the figure and the Batmobile sold out almost instantaneously. And the cries went out from the masses. You got to be kidding. You got to be kidding that we can't get this after waiting, you know, 30 years for it or whatever it is. 33 years, whatever it is. The cries went out. Todd, where is it? Todd, we need it. And also, can we have it a little closer to the 89 styling? Because there was some differences, matte paint and some other things. Oh, good. Now I got this guy mowing the lawn next to me. Just terrific. 
See what I'm talking about? That's what I deal with. You sound great. Hold on. You sound great. I'm, I'm, I'm sound sealing it and also killing myself because there's no air in here. So uh, can we get it a little closer to 89? And for that matter, because the Batman uh, outfit changed, can we also get an 89 Keaton Batman, please, Mr. McFarlane, sir? And the rumors shortly after the overwhelming success of that Batmobile, shortly after that, uh, word came down the line that old Todd was going to do um, an 80, a little closer to 89 Batmobile and an 89 Batman as a two pack at some point in the near future. Well, the other day they dropped the photo and they dropped the pre-order date, which was today. And of course it's an Amazon exclusive. And they also said limited quantities will be available. So you have people clamoring for this thing, paying obscene amounts of money for it on eBay. This is the one from the Flash movie. Obscene amounts of money for it on eBay and everything else. But when they redo it and they redo it in the way that everyone wants it to be redone, begging for it, they make it an Amazon exclusive, which is bot ridden and they make it. Uh, uh, limited quantities. So, of course, me being in Hawaii, I figured, well, I'm going to guess it's going to be 12 noon Eastern. So I got up at 6 and started refreshing until it appeared. And within three minutes, it was gone. And within 15 minutes, it was on eBay for $300. Retail price, $74.99 for the car and the figure. And then about an hour or so later, uh, Todd dropped a a message on Facebook and I'm assuming other social media that basically said, oh, don't worry, we got more coming. And so like, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, several minutes after that, they posted again, oh, pre-order, you can pre-order and you go to the pre-order and it's sold out already already gone so here you have one of the biggest comic book movies of all time finally getting a proper six inch toy of at least the main character and his vehicle and stupid todd doesn't see fit to make it an item that is at the very least it should be you know like a pre-order period So if a million people pre-order it, Todd, you dummy, you could sell a million of them rather than whatever it is that he's going to sell them for, which to, you know, however many he's going to sell, which to me, if it's limited with Todd, that's usually a couple of thousand, three, maybe five, probably not even that high. And I'm just, I'm infuriated about it. I'm infuriated for collectors. I'm infuriated for me. Yes, I am. I'm infuriated about it for myself because I'm a big fan of that movie. And I would like to have had a, a an 89 Batman Batmobile combination. There is a third party 
Jack Nicholson Joker floating around in 112 scale because they can't legally get his license, apparently. So there is a, a there is a you know a, a, a third party version out there. And what a nice little three piece display to represent a movie that I really like. And I'm not saying, you know, there's not a lot of other characters in that movie that you'd make figures of. I don't think anyone's going to do Bob the Goon. I mean, they're you know, Bob or, the Goon figure. Or Vicky Vale. You know, like, I just don't think that's going to happen. So you got the three characters, really, that are in the movie. Batman, Joker, Batmobile. And, and it would be a nice display. But now, of course, if I want to get one. I'm looking at, at least out of the gate, it looks like, uh, at least from what I saw initially, I don't know what it is now, $300 for a $75 toy Amazon exclusive. It's unre- It's just gotten so far out of fucking hand now that I, I just don't even know what to do. And I've been every time, and, and Todd listed a whole bunch, he pre- uh, pre-orders open for a whole bunch of stuff today, including a black light, Swamp Thing. So it's basically a repaint of the Swamp Thing figure. I think this is the third repaint. But now it has black light effects and it comes with the little black light that you can shine on it. I'm not saying it doesn't look cool. It does. But no one's asking for it. They did a, 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 a the same thing. A black light, glow-in-the-dark, Green Lantern... Uh, what's his name? Green Lantern. John... John, the, 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 John Stewart? John Stewart, Green Lantern, also with the little black lights. Great. They did a Tim Drake Robin that already has been criticized uh, in the previous release, but now he's tightened up a little. They released another Superman with a weirdo head sculpt on it. That doesn't make any sense. All of these things and every one of them that they have announced on like Facebook or social media, I put the same post under all of them, which is Todd is tone deaf. He's tone deaf because he's going to put out these repaints and these reconfigurations over and over and over again. And people have been supporting the company doing this because they know. But when you get an item and even though this Batman and Batmobile is a repaint, a reissue, whatever it is that you want to call it, um, an update, whatever it is that you want to call it, there is cross generational, cross media Cross everything, appeal and desire for this pro- uh, product, but this is limited. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? And you know what? I wouldn't even care if it was limited, uh, as as long as it was limited to a, an amount where most people would be able to get it. I wouldn't care if it was limited if I could get it at all retailers. Like Big Bad Toy Store, you know, or, 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 well, I'm not going to say Target because, you know, <laughs> otherwise Scott would have to order it for me. But, you know, like if it had gone to mass retail or if it had gone to specialty retailers like Big Bad Toy Store and uh, all the rest of them, I'd be totally fine with it being limited because we would all have an equal chance of getting it. But when you fucking put anything these days on Walmart, Target, or Amazon, it's bot bought. Instantly, what bot? What bot? You don't. You don't get shit. And the more they fucking do exclusives to these fuckheads, 
you know, the less appealing they are making the hobby. Because you know if that figure and combination uh, the car is $75 on fucking Amazon, it's already on eBay, 300 At the least, it's probably going to be 150 150 for a $75 toy because Todd is so tone deaf that he doesn't understand. We appreciate and understand why you got to do stupid repaints like glow in the dark swamp thing. But what percentage of the collecting audience is looking for glow in the dark swamp thing versus what percentage of people who saw that movie uh, lived through that summer, uh, been wanting this toy for 30 years, and so on. I think those numbers are different. And I think they skew way in the favor of either not making Batman a limited uh, supply or at least putting it out to other retailers. So there's my Hasbro rant. For McFarlane. Yeah. Just yeah, I know. It was a joke. <laughs> I, I know. I, I ask this every time. Why wouldn't any company just do the pre-order and make all the money? Like, what? What does the company get out of a limited run? What is the benefit to the company to McFarland Toys? Because then the next time when they do it and they sell it for three hundred dollars, it's in their mind almost justifiable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, well, but it's it's even. I mean, it's not just a seventy five dollar thing from McFarland Toys. It's something as simple as a you know fifteen dollar Funko Pop. Why not just make enough for everybody to have one? Why? Like, I don't think that the rarity is what people are collecting. People are collecting because they like them, not because they're rare. It depends on the person. There it, are people who will just, especially in Funko Pops, but, they you know, will just get it because it's like, oh, this is the one in two hundred. Yellow-haired Joker, right? But I could sell this for a thousand and then get this other thing. So, hey. but if you if you took out the people that only buy the rare stuff, if you if you just completely eliminated them, but then made enough of everything for everybody to mm -hmm. have, I submit that Funko would make more money because this they don't is, get yep. any of the secondary market. So I don't understand the the created scarcity. I don't understand it. I think I think. Even though they can't, they can't really talk about secondary markets. I, I don't know how Funko is, but I think they need a secondary market to be where it's at. So that's why it's like this, because it creates more like it creates the buzz to sell the product. Yeah. So they're they'd rather they'd rather it's it's the one in three thousand Batmobile. Yeah. I just oh, you you got one? I'll pay three hundred for it. Yeah, but they only made whatever. Let's say they sold them for a buck a piece, and they made three thousand dollars. But if they made ten thousand of them, they'd make ten thousand dollars. Like, what do they care that it's going for triple the, the price on the secondary market? I'll, I'll just, I'll never understand it. And again, I think that, like, I think Kev, you got it right. Is it's degrading the hobby? It's making it less fun. And because I think that, again, most people just want it. Because they like the thing, not because of the rarity. There are people that are only buying stuff that's scarce, and those people are assholes, right? Oh, yeah. But the people that buy it because it's something that they love, you know, oh, it's my wheelhouse. I like this thing, so I want to have things that represent the thing that I like around me. 
all you're going to do is make them sad and frustrated because they don't get the things that they want because you only made 10 of them. That's dumb. I can't get this thing for my soft focus. I can only get things for my wheelhouse. It's ridiculous. And if I don't get the wheelhouse stuff, then I'm super angry and I drive my car into a warthog on the side of the road and, you know, those things happen. Wait, wait, hold on. I feel like I'm being made fun of. But no. <laughs> you know, it's it's the worst thing nowadays because I and I I know it's dumb to blame the internet, but collectability and the collectability market is so different nowadays because people just I think it started with comics where people are like, you're telling me this shitty comic from 40 years ago, I can get $10,000 for it. Oh, I'm just going to buy anything with any realm of collectability and fucking hoard it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and, that's and just what it is. Until the, the market collectability market Eventually. is just like people love to be in that because there are nerds who will pay a lot of money for some dumb collectible. Yeah, I am one of those nerds, and I think everyone listening to the show is in one of those nerd spaces where it's like that fucking collectible is cool, and I will spend an amount of money for it. Yeah, and I mean, again, if you look at you know, okay, original Star Wars toys, if you still have them in their original packaging, they're worth a mint. But most of them got played with, and they're all jacked up, and you can buy them as Lucy's, and, and they are what they are. But any action figures later, they were so mass-produced that there is no scarcity to them. So it's like the opposite, right? So yeah. now they're creating the scarcity and, and trying to create the collector's market, but too many people do it, and I don't know. It's just, it's it's a different world. And I, I mean, I'll give the example of the uh, Comic-Con exclusive from, I think, 2002, 2003, uh, when I first started going to Comic-Con and I won the little lottery to get the opportunity to buy the Comic-Con exclusive that was like 40 bucks and I recently looked it up on eBay and guess how much it's selling for? Like 35 bucks. I'm like, it's not even... It hasn't, it hasn't even maintained its value 20 years later and it was the Comic-Con exclusive from that year, you know? So, And it's a nice, nice display Batman. I really like it, but I was just annoyed that it has gained zero value in 20 years, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, because so, that's the whole. Then, if it's not going to go up in value, then why didn't they just let everybody that wanted one want one? But I guess the reality is, I also wouldn't have bought it if I didn't think it was the Comic Con exclusive. Because who needs another Batman statue? I got enough. So I mean, yeah. maybe only some people think that way. But only, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, really. Well, uh, let's see. Let's do this. Hold on. Uh, what's in the news? Let's do it again. Geek stuff. What's in the news? So, speaking of rare items with created scarcity going for absorbent prices, uh, <laughs> you, you take this story, Sandwich. So, we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, Magic the Gathering recently had a Lord of the Rings trading card set, and they printed a one-of-one, one, the One Ring Magic card. They only printed one, and they released it into the wild. Now, Kev, are you aware of the price of what it went for? Two million. That's an exact add-on, so you must know. Yes, a two million dollar magic card was found in Ontario, Canada. Fucking Canada is where the one ring was found. And, um, yeah, so I was hoping it would never be found. Or I was hoping it would be thrown into a volcano, as it should be, since it is the One Ring. Um, instead, 
it was given to well PSA the grading company uh graded it for free they just wanted to grade it and then the card was sold to some company I'm not sure who for 2 million dollars please so, justify that cost i realize huh? it's a unique item it's a unique yes. item it's a yes. small rectangular piece of paper how it's, could it be worth 2 million dollars so, so this is how big a magic card is for those who for for the for people on on zoom i guess you know it's no bigger than my thumb million, 2 million dollars and, I mean, and the thing but again supply and demand somebody yes. who's willing to pay 2 million dollars for it and you have yeah. to assume that person thinks that they'll be able to sell it for two million and one. You know, like there's some other asshole out there willing to pay two million dollars for it. But I, I don't I don't get it. I just don't and get it. Another thing I saw is there's some kind of like gambling lottery issues in Canada. So people are wondering if this will become a legal issue because you bought a five dollar well, I think it's well no, you could only get in a forty five dollar uh, booster pack and you got two million two million dollars that sounds like a lottery ticket <laughs> so that's a whole legal thing now i heard that people are trying to figure out the legality of is it gambling to buy booster packs it is but technically it's not it's like a like a loot box on uh on Fortnite. because yes because there is no magic doesn't acknowledge a secondary market so yeah, the card is worth it to collectors, but essentially it is worthless. <laughs> it's worth it to some people. So, you know, trying to figure out the uh, ethical, legal minutia of that in yeah. Canada will be interesting. Canadian laws may be different, but I don't see how you could win that case. There is no, okay. it has no in, intrinsic value. Somebody's willing to pay it. That is different than... Here's a million dollars for winning the lottery. Those are different yeah. things. Now, again, it's, it's not a, can you say that that is, you know, again, in, in, in America, if you sell something at a garage sale and make a profit, you are responsible to pay income tax on that. So I can say, yeah, you, you paid out $45. You brought in $2 million. So you have to pay income tax on, you know, $2 million minus 45. That's mm -hmm. reasonable. Um, because it's income, it's it's a windfall. It's, it's it should be taxable, but not taxed, not taxed as like a lottery winnings, and then and then again as the income that comes after that, right? It shouldn't be taxed any more than any other source of income because yeah. it was luck. So Ma Magic has loved doing this recently. You know they will they've been doing the serialized cards every time they release a new batch of cards. Like oh, there's serialized cards, one in five hundred. This ultra secret hard to get thing and then they'll do like here's serialized with foiling so it's extra shiny and regular serialized there's more of those so you know only you can only get them though in the 45 dollar packs you can't get them in a regular pack you have to spend money to make money how how many cards do you get for 45 bucks like 12 give or take one of them is literally just um like a uh what's the word like a like a an advertisement to buy more <laughs> drink buy more magic cards a lousy commercial yeah seriously um you know it's hasbro i fucking i expect nothing less from hasbro i'm disappointed by hasbro every day and i keep coming back anyways now, it's, now it's an abusive relationship of all time yeah try mcfarland yeah so, <laughs> so these boosters so so 
what's the difference in a regular set of magic cards and a booster set? Oh, so I say booster. Um, so I'm going to talk magic real quick. I'm going to try to speed through it so Kevin stays awake the whole time. Yeah, he's trying there to be is... careful. You don't want him, you don't want him yes. to run off the no, there's There's a draft. I'm awake. Everything, everything comes in a booster pack. There's a draft booster pack where you're supposed to like take the cards and you play with them. Like You take a card out and you build a deck on the fly. That's drafting. There's set booster packs, which you get those when you want to like collect sets of cards. Those are made for like, I want to build a collection. And then the other one that we're talking about is a collector booster. All the cards in here are shiny and have alternate arts and look really pretty. And that's where you're going to get your big money, no whammy cards. Uh, most of the time. Sometimes you'll find them other places, but most of the time the collector packs are where you find the big, fancy, shiny, no whammy cards. You can also get fucked. You can also spend $45 on a on a, a pack of cards and get $5. And what's, so, what's the what's a normal pack cost? Like cuz cuz at 45 bucks, five for, bucks. So, and how many cards are in that? 12. Okay. So, so you're paying an you're so, paying so, so, 5 times the yes. cost. Yes. To get another 12 cards that may have something that's rare and it may not. Yeah, basically. And people, well, and so, people do that. Normally 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 they're twenty five. For Lord of the Rings, they're even more expensive because it's Lord of the Rings, so we can charge more money. Normally it's twenty five. Twenty five and, and five. And one last question: Does anybody yeah. actually use these to play the game, or are they just so like for these? These are just. It's essentially a fucking a check, not even a check, but it's like a like, hey, this is worth twenty thousand dollars. Please take this and give me twenty thousand dollars. No one's playing with these cards, in theory. I don't. But, someone might so if they're you, you a fucking the, lunatic. You buy but, the booster pack, and yes. the rare one that's worth money's in there. So you pull that one out. Then do you take the rest and then play with them? You can. You can, everything is playable. Or, or um, is everything in the booster pack worth more than what you paid for? It's not worth. It's it's it may be worth nothing. So the ones that are worth nothing yeah. you play with, and the ones that are worth something you don't. Or are it's you buying you. them to collect and look at and not play with? So for me, I'm at a point where I don't want. Most of the packs are just generic bullshit. I don't want the generic bullshit. I only want the cards that are good. So I'm really spending $5 to get three three cards. Because most of the cards in these packs are legitimately worthless. Max worth a quarter. And you can't sell a card for a quarter. Because someone has to buy it for a quarter. And the only way to sell cards realistically is online. And the only way to make money by selling cards online is something to be about $2. Because then you cover shipping. So, most cards do not reach that $2 price tag. So, you're legitimately only getting maybe, maybe your $5 back if you're lucky in a regular $5 pack. All right. So, you heard it here. Sandwich will sell you any magic card you want for $2. Just uh, call the GVM line 201 730 2547. No, I won't because some cards are not worth $2 that I have. Everything Uh, must grow. I'm not going to. Listen, if if anyone's gonna fuck on me with hoarding, I I will admit I I do have a large magic card collection. You can fuck with me about that way more than you can with dice. All right, all right. So so when sandwich dies, <laughs> Kevin and I are gonna swoop in there and sell that magic uh, magic card collection and make and you a can mint. put a down payment on maybe a newish car. <laughs> we, we, have, we can buy a new uh, Reggie. We have to get through the dice collection first. Yeah. All those. Yeah, all like eight of those. 
that, that you admit to. No, I I have eight sets of dice. Uh huh. Yeah, the box of generic dice is different. Oh wait a minute! Those are sets. A it's not a set. It's it's a it's a box. Yeah, it's a different wheelhouse, sir. <laughs> the generic dice oh, are a, a soft focus. Yeah. Yeah, but here's what. Yeah, but here's what's funny. We haven't heard about a box of dice before. Now, I've, now I've it's you, an additional box of dice. I sent you the picture. You just First forgot. It's sets of dice. Now it's a box of dice on top of the set. I mean, what's next? Oh, dice listen, related listen, items. The amount of packages I picked up at Montclair today is triple the wait, amount wait, wait. of dice sets I have. Remember, we've got a contest running. Don't. You, are you keeping count? Have you been keeping count? Yeah, of course I'm keeping first? count. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to judge you. Is that actually triple? <laughs> For those who can do quick math of three times eight, I did not actually get that many packages today. So remember, for those of you at home, we're running a contest now through New York Comic Con. You'll have to put in your guess for how many packages arrive at the the P.O. box that Sandwich has to get to take to the archive. And the person who gets closest without going over, Price is Right rules, will win yes. some kind of prize to determine And, and we're just going to count actual packages because many of these packages have about three to four to ten items in them. So we only want to count packages picked That's up, not, not contents. Okay, I'm sorry. Three to five to 15 is a little more accurate. So about that many items in each box. So we're not counting items in box. That's you can go for that number if you want to go for an additional number, um, but that will be on you. Is that like the Powerball? <laughs> the bonus number? Yeah. <laughs> Powerball is the number of items. We got the number of boxes, and then the tiebreaker is the number of that's what it's gotta be. If two people guess go. the same the same number, then yeah. the tiebreaker is the number of items. Yeah, we should do that. Sandwich sandwich is not giving accurate information because not every box has multiple items in it. That's just not true. But I mean some, some of them do. Some of them definitely do. Anyone with BBTS on it probably yeah, does. About the last five I've seen with that on it have at least eight in them. Did I hear there's a very special package coming? Oh, yeah. Another Red Solo Cup. I mean, Holy Grail, apparently. Will you please explain that joke to uh, the listeners and to so, uh, Scott? I, as 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 the literal squire of Big Kev, have been sent on literal journeys across the land of the no great northeast of America to pick up what Kev calls the Holy Grail. So I went on a mystical journey to this wonderful place called Long Island. I won't say we're in Long Island. It's a huge island. Long. The Isle of Long. And I picked up a Holy Grail for my good friend Kev. And in fairness, that was a holy grail. Yes. And then I want to say two or three years later, he said, Sandwich, young squire, you must return to the island of Long and pick up another holy grail. And I said, good Sir Kev, what the fuck? And he said, no, trust me, it's fucking dope. So... As is I am squire to good Sir Kev, I did drive out to Long Island again and picked up another Holy Grail. And as time has elongated in our wonderful friendship, me and good Sir Kev, I have collected many Holy Grails for him over this over the years and stored them 
in the Dragon's Horde that is known as the Keep, which is also known as the Storage Units. So now I call them Red Solo Cups because to me, they are indistinguishable from one another. Though unique and beautiful in every way, shape, and form that Kev sees them, to me, they're all just cardboard boxes (laughs) of varying sizes. Thus, that's why they are Red Solo Cups to me because they're all the same. All right, somebody needs to take the scene from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with all the the grails there and just Photoshop in all red solo cups and send it to us. Send it to the uh, the show email. Geeks at gmail.com. We would appreciate it. So uh, a red solo cup beckons me apparently soon uh, in Fair Montclair. So I'm very excited in to pick Fair up. Fair Montclair. I'm very excited to pick up the new Red Solo Cup and uh, an in-depth an in-depth with a fine a fine magnifying glass and a good comb uh, investigation of the package will be required by good Sir Kevin. So, so I'm very excited. So and there is, there's video of it being packed up. That's how uh, important There's evidence is. of the care and and the pristine quality of this product as it was sent to us. We expect that level of pristine quality and care when it is given to us. Um, yeah, this guy is awesome. That. This guy literally took fo- the guy, the grail we're currently waiting for. He took photos and videos of him packing it up. There you go. And sent them to me. Which is nice, because, like, you know, just verifying that everything is good. Yeah. Like, you, you know, that, I think that's a, that's next level. Because, you know, these some of these people just be like, I sent it. <laughs> and it's in, like, a padded envelope. Yeah. I sent the mail. Sent, sent media mail. Right. So it'll get there in six months. <laughs> the world's least respected mail service, media mail. What else? What else we got? All right, let's move on. Let's move on to box office. Kev, you mentioned that the uh, sold out immediately bought bought McFarlane figure was from the new Flash movie. It says it could lose Warner Brothers Discovery almost two hundred million dollars. The Flash could. Good. Anybody seen it yet? Nope. No. Nope. Nope. All right, move on. No uh, desire. So the. Uh, James Gunn is basically calling out the laziness of recent superhero movies. I think that that's that's kind of what's being said. Is it's not that there's superhero movie fatigue; it's just bad movie fatigue. I mean, you know, like if it's a good movie, it's a good movie, and if it's not, it's not. And it doesn't have to do with whether it's a superhero movie or not. I mean, I don't, I don't see it as laziness. I just think it. I think it is a saturation of fatigue issue. Because maybe it's just me. I don't know. I think the movies earlier that we had when they were first making these movies were better than they are nowadays. Overall. Also, Wow, he's not like an old man. No, these kids today with their new movies, they're not as good as the old movies. <laughs> not well, as no, good as no. movies. Well, Back the thing the is, we, we, know, we, we, we know the rough beats at this point of how the movies are supposed to go anyways. So, you know, we can only take so many fucking quirky characters in a Marvel movie. Way back in Art 11, we saw the real movies then. That was 
Those were real pictures. Listen, we Shogun. Listen, Shogun. You have no right to be making fun of me for saying something about old movies and shows. Okay. First of all, sir, Shogun is a mini series, not a movie. Back in my day, Shogun was amazing because it introduced us to the wonders of blah blah blah. Shut up! I'm old. Wow. Yeah. You enjoying it? I clock yeah, tick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Clock's ticking. Clock is ticking, my friend. I'll be sure to play that clip back when you uh, when Kev gets there for New York Comic Con. Uh huh. It'll, it'll be great when we're fucking doing the show st- sitting next to each other. <laughs> I say this shit and I just look over at him and he punches me on air. <laughs> no, never with a closed fist. <laughs> remember, discipline, discipline, open I'm hand, open yeah. palm. Remember, I'm, yeah, we're, we're more Burt, Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, for, the, you guys, for the oldie who get that joke. Can you can you guys please cosplay to New York Comic Con as uh uh the Cannonball Run? What, what was the what was his character from Cannonball Run? The the superhero oh character. Oh my god! Well, oh Captain Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. It? Yes. Oh, I would love to see that. I actually saw a guy at, at uh, I think it was might have been L.A. Comic Con, but they it was yeah it was Burt Reynolds and Captain Chaos, and they looked great. Not- Dom will have to shave his beard, right? I don't think Dom Del didn't Dom Deluise just have a mustache for he, those? He, he might forget. have even been clean shaven in, in Cannonball Run. No, he wasn't. I don't think he was. Look it up. Google Cat. Oh, wait, wait. I I have a device I can look this up on. Dun, da, da. Um, I'm looking at it. He had. He had. Oh, am I looking at this right? So like, I I have to go way down more into my cheek. Yeah, he had the mustache, not the beard. Yep, yep. No, he had him. I'm looking at this. He had like a weird. Like I just have to shave down my cheeks. Oh, actually, it, he. Well, don't forget, it was two pictures. So I think one he just had the mustache, and one he. No, it looks like I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm no. seeing Kendall one oh, two yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, there is one with the beard. You have to clean it up, Dom. That's all. And we yeah. got to get you that little hood, and a little cape. I'm willing to bet somebody's selling them online. You know, so here's what: if I'm doing the first Cannonball Run, I am just mustache. In the sequel, he went beard. That's what it is. And he also came out at the end as Captain USA. There you go. <laughs> so if, really we, if we're doing the first Cannonball Run, I have to go shave. I have to really invest in the mustache and shave everything else off, which I could do. Oh, I gotta cut my hair then too. Yeah. No, no, you're wearing yeah. you're wearing the the the, head, the hood the mask. Yeah, that'll be, that that'll be covered. That'll be covered behind okay. the mask, so okay. you don't have to worry Captain about that. Captain Chaos Cowl. I'm looking to see who's selling it. Someone's got to be selling that. Someone's selling it. Let me see. Sandwich. Have you ever seen Cannonball Run? No. I've seen clips. I've seen clips. Sandwich. I've actually watched the film. I'll tell you. I'm looking on Etsy. And there's there's plenty of t-shirts. That's funny. Um, I may order. I may just get myself a t-shirt because it's really <laughs> funny. Really, no one's selling Captain Chaos cowl on Etsy. Captain Chaos. There's a uh, there's a Captain Chaos costume 
available online for in the, in the neighborhood of 70 bucks. $70? We can do better. All right, I got to bow out. I'll try to come back in. All right. All right, sir. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye now. All right, so back to what uh, James Gunn said. Um, he said they've gotten really lazy with their superhero stories. I think what happens is people have gotten really lazy with their superhero stories, and they've gotten into a place where, oh, it's a superhero. Let's make a movie about it, and then, oh, let's make a sequel, because the first one did pretty well. So they're basically making movies just to make a sequel. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that is definitely a thing nowadays. Like, I, I feel like I don't see a lot of movies where it's like, well, especially in the end credit scene world we're in nowadays, it's like, oh, this has to keep going, right? I mean, yeah, it's just kind of, it's just assumed that there's going to be a sequel or a trilogy. I mean, you know, you don't even, yeah. you, you, well, and that was where, uh, what's her face, Jennifer, uh, Scarlet Witch, what's her name? Uh, Scar Joe, Scar Jansen. Nope, that's Black Widow. You just say oh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, uh, Olsen. Yeah. Uh, she Elizabeth said, Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen said, oh, only sign a contract for one. No, they're never going to let you do that. They won't choose you if you're if you're only going to do a contract for the, one. The last comic book movie that was meant to be a standalone was literally The Joker. And look what they're doing. And they're doing Making a sequel. a sequel. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, it just if, if there's enough money, they're going to make it. Um. So again, sticking with James Gunn for a moment, uh, they said who was going to be ca- who he's casting as Lois Lane and Superman in in his in his new version of that. Um, I don't really know the actor that they've chosen for Superman. His name is uh, David Corinswet, and then the Lois Lane is uh, Rachel Brosnahan. Bros- Brosnahan uh, that is uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I like yeah I like her in that she's she's a good actress I like her oh yeah and I can definitely see her as as a, a Lois Lane uh, you know and then I saw somebody that said this guy looks just like Henry Cavill they're like Henry Cavill's like what you fired me who'd you hire me what the hell so that was that was the bit that I saw which seemed to go mm-hmm. uh, pretty good so I mean you know I, I mean what you just need somebody I mean he looks like he could be young Superman I think it's fine you put him in the in the outfit and should be fine yeah. Uh, let's see. Sticking with the the box office stuff, uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse over six hundred million globally so far, and still one of the one, one of the best superhero movies in a recent while. Yeah, I I mean I I was been so busy around here, but that one I mean the kids love um, Spidey Friends, which is the uh-huh. the the, the Disney, yeah, Disney Junior eight. version, right? Yeah. Uh, but but it's you know it's. It's Miles and Peter and Gwen, and so I think that they'll like this. And they watched the first Spider-Man, Spider-Verse movie, yeah. so I think that they might like this one. Do you, I guess you tell me: is it? Do you think the kids? Is it kid-friendly? It's certainly got a good look um, to it. It's flashy and everything. Is it? I don't think there's anything like any really harsh themes. Um, especially if they've seen the first one. I mean, I don't think there's anything that's really out there. Yeah. Um, I, I guess certain scenes might be like a little scary for the kid, depending on how they handle things, but. That's like stretching it a little bit, really like trying to think. Right. I mean, I'd feel I'd feel fine bringing my younger kids, but not it, like, it really uh, depends on the age. Not like Guardians of the Galaxy three, which was like that was too harsh for for the for the young ones. I think. Yeah. I think. Like, there's no swearing. You know, things are pretty. There's no like super adult themes. You know, it's just generally a good movie. Yeah. 
one of my favorite in a long recent while. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I do, I do want to take the kids to see it. If we don't get to see it in the theater when when it hits Disney Plus, we'll check it out. So that, I don't wait, think it's gonna hit. No, Plus. it's a, it's a Sony, huh? So it might be, yeah. it might be on. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't even know Max where or going. wherever it ends up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Disney, so they've got three box office flops in a row, right? Yep. So Elemental didn't do well. Buzz Lightyear well, didn't three, do well. Three flops of the animated movies. So yeah, the animated. Way more specific. Yeah. Yeah. Elemental. Um, Great big new small world, whatever the hell it's called. Great big beautiful tomorrow. No, that's not it. And then Lightyear. Yeah, Strange World is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. And you know, and I yeah. haven't seen I haven't seen Elemental. Uh, you know, and Buzz Lightyear is a fine movie. It's not, I like it's not, Lightyear. There's, there's nothing um, wrong with my Lightyear. My girlfriend saw Elemental. Um, she liked it. She has a kind of shit taste in movies. I love her to death. Um, so I mean, take with and, it what you will. And man, but... she's got really bad. Her her taste in movies is equal to her taste in boyfriends. But hey, god awful. <laughs> this is I love Korean, I love my girlfriend to death. But she it's like I love Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler movie. I'm like, oh my god, babe, you can't just say that in public and mean it. <laughs> you say that behind closed doors. Yeah, that's that is harsh. Okay, that's that's harsh. Yeah, yeah. I want to drive home how bad her fucking taste in movies are. <laughs> and I've been trying my best to fix it. Oh, man. So the, the, on the coming soon side of things, it's like the it's the Clash of the Titans at the at the box office, right? It's going to be... Uh-huh. There's too many major releases coming out, right? You got, what, Mission Impossible 7, like mm-hmm. Dead Reckoning Part 1, uh, and then uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie come out like the, the week after that right yeah so it's just and, and i think there's the big fight over who gets the imax screens i think we talked about that a little bit last time so you know i don't know i don't know if i'm going to see any of those and well if i see any of them it's probably going to be mission impossible 7 even though that's the one that's uh, uh, not barbie it's uh, you know i mean yeah i don't have any desire to go see barbie in the theater certainly not in imax uh oppenheimer <laughs> looks fantastic but oh yeah I don't. That's just not the type of movie that I'm going to go see in the theater. That's going to be like really heavy. It's super heavy, and I mean, you know, and even it's it's you know, the non superhero Nolan stuff. It's heavy, right? Like Dunkirk. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like a Saving Private Ryan. It's like it's not a feel good movie. You don't go watch Saving Private Ryan and walk out of there going, "Oh wow, no, what yeah, a fun night yeah, at the movie!" You, right? You you leave like non superhero Nolan movies being like, "Damn." Yeah, I mean, what again, do I do with myself now? Excellent movies; they're great movies. But oh, yeah. it's it's you know you don't walk out of it you know energized, right? So um, yeah, so I feel like I, you know those are ones that'll be on the like I would like to see it, but probably won't ever get around to it. I haven't seen Dunkirk. I didn't even get around to watching Tenet, and I'm interested in that because of the time travel angle. Yeah, and and I mean honestly, for me, even uh, what was the dream one? Inception. Inception. Even Inception, it looked cool and all, but I'm like, yeah, too high concept for me. I'm just like, uh, now, now I'm saying my, my taste in movies is probably as bad as your girlfriend's. Because I'm like, let's go see Fast and Furious 10. I can't wait to see that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, honey, if you're listening to the show, I love you. Uh, please don't be mad at me. <laughs> we just had a wonderful anniversary. Please don't be mad at me. <laughs> She's so mad at me. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. doesn't let's see you know what i think 
let's let's uh, let's hit Disney Plus real quick. A couple of the streamers before we go to break, and then we'll come back yes. and maybe do some video game news. Uh, are you watching Secret Invasion? Are you caught up at all, dude? I keep meaning to start it. I literally forget it. It comes out, and then I'll see on Facebook it's like new episodes. Like, damn it, I got to start this because I've I heard really good things about this one, and that it was way more of a detachment from like jokey serious mar like jokey Marvel, and way more like a serious program. So I want to get back into it. Um, or just get into it. Yeah, um, I think it is. It, it, you're right. It is a little a little more serious. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's fine so far. I'm not. I I, I feel like I feel like they're going to be working in Super Scroll somehow before the Fantastic Four, which is going to be they're going to figure out a way to give them all the same powers, but it just won't be associated with the Fantastic Four. So that's yeah. You know, for a continuity sake, it's like, well, what's the point of Super Scroll? Without the Fantastic no, Four. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I guess, for Fantastic Four, do they save Doom for the end? Do they start with Doom, or do they hold Doom? I mean, I don't know what, in the in the old ones, in the, in the, the Ian Grifford, Jessica Alba ones, right, yeah. he was like their friend at the beginning, right? They all worked together, yeah. and then yeah. he became Doom, and they became the Fantastic Four, right? I don't yeah. know. I don't know how that. Yeah, like they literally. Well, anytime they do a Fantastic Four movie, when they've started the, a series, or they've attempted with Fan Four Stick, and with the old <laughs> Fantastic Four, you know, it's like Doom is the bad guy. Fan Four Stick was trash, so we don't count that as a movie, anyways. Um, but yeah, in the first in the first one, I remember. I, there's that old one, I think that exists, but I'll, I never saw that. Yeah, the, the '70s one that the that was. Yeah, it looked. I mean, it looked like you could have. I'm not going like to say which that. Right, so. looked like cosplayers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Doom is always like. I feel like they're like, oh, we got to do Doom. I almost think it's worth it to save Doom, especially if we can do the Super Scroll angle, and then maybe do like, I don't know, fight someone else. Maybe maybe you do like an X, uh, Fantastic Four versus X Men or something. Like have them fight. Maybe not a villain. Maybe need another Civil War type. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, like, I, mean, I think we save Doom. I think Doom is someone we should save. I'd love to see Doom be, yeah, a, a bigger bad. You know, at least like a like a sequel or pulling the strings or behind the scenes something in, in you know an after credits yeah. and then and then into the second one. But uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, what else is going on? Um, well, you know what, actually, so in theory, I guess you have to do Doom second and then set up Galactus for the third. I don't know that they'll do Galactus because they did Galactus in the other ones poorly, but they did Galactus in the other and this and honestly, the Silver Surfer looked perfect in Oh, that that was in, an immaculate silver. That I I would use that Silver Surfer literally nowadays. Yeah. And still it still holds up to me at least. Yeah. Let's see what's going on over on uh Warner Brothers HBO Max. Um Righteous Gemstones is uh having its best audience in season three it's 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 only growing that's a great show i don't know if you if you are interested that's in a, that that's the cult one right uh not cult it's it's uh they're just televangelists they're just you know okay very wealthy televangelists uh you know with uh um danny mcbride and uh shoot i can't think of his name the the, the dad from roseanne why why is his name escaping me but um uh fred flintstone yeah, that's it. That's it. Fred Flintstone. Yep. Um, so, and again, good, good comedy. Uh, have you seen? We talked about it a little bit. The Idol, 
right? I'm aware of it. Yeah, as a, I as a property. I hate watched it. it. Yeah, it is. It was bad. I mean, it was basically. I, I only heard horrible things. I heard people only watch it because it was bad. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was just okay. We've got Lily Rose Depp. Let's have her be naked for the entire episode for five. That's what episodes. I heard too. I heard is literally just like fucking basically porn. The like not like softcore porn, maybe not hardcore, but like definitely porn. She's basically naked the entire time. She's basically naked the entire time. Um, and and then and then the weekend is you know just a fucking this, cult leader. Yeah, this cult leader scumbag. Uh, you know, and, and then with with bad dialogue and poorly acted. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. again, if it was if it's just you know. Like that's the thing. It's like it's okay, yeah. Here's a sex scene, but it's got bad dialogue, so it makes it really unco- more uncomfortable. It's already uncomfortable that it's so over the top, uh, yeah, uh, gratuitous. But then the dialogue makes it just feel even worse. You know, if it just had the bow chicka wow wow music, it's like okay, it's softcore porn. Don't worry about it. But it, it's not. They're like there's, uh, but then uh, one of the actresses is like all pissed about how she's like basically saying, "Hey, go fuck yourself." This is. Uh, you don't get to say what art can do and what art can't do. It's it's trying to make a point. If you don't get the point or you don't like the point, uh, then don't the, worry the about it. The point was to fucking basically make porn. <laughs> I guess what it seems like to me. Yeah. It's supposed to be telling the story of it, the, the sleazy side of, uh, you know, of the music industry or well, whatever. But. Also, brief spoiler, not really a spoiler. The ending is a shit ending because... The actress leaves a fucked up scenario and then goes right back to the fucked up scenario. Well, so again, I, I hate watched it. Yeah. It was supposed to have six episodes and it ended yes. up with five episodes. So I think they cut a bunch of, like, I think they just skipped an episode because the ending makes zero sense. Like, yeah, from what I heard. You know, though, again, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this. Oh. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. So, he, the weekend is a piece of shit. Is a piece in of shit in the show. Orchestrates getting to meet this Britney Spears type, you know, superstar, and then immediately moves in, starts manipulating her and taking over her life. Right, and yes, and then in the last episode. All of a sudden, she becomes like she kicks him out. She's in charge. She's like she goes from being, uh, you know, like under his spell and submissive the whole time to now she's in charge. And then it's even implied that it was her plan all along for all this stuff to happen. And she invites him back and gets like on stage and basically says, "I own you now. You're, you know, you're gonna do what I, you know," because they the music that they made collaborating was actually good. That you know that was the whole point, and that she does need him for the inspiration and to make the music, but it's implied that it was all her plan all along, which does not make any sense in the course of this show. Nowhere at any point did it show did it give any indication. So that's just a a one eighty in the final episode, completely out of nowhere. If they had shown any point in the, in the show, her you know having a knowing look or like having her facial expression change after he walked out of the room, as if she knew something. None of that happened the entire show, so it didn't yep. make any sense. It was dumb. I mean, yep. So, um, let's see. I think. Yeah, I, think- I I feel like maybe it's an HBO thing right now where they're really trying to pull this fucking. They're trying to make a new thing. 
because I guess they're fucking waiting for House of Dragon to come back. But like, I don't know. Fucking, they kind of suck right now. Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of the articles are saying that HBO, which used to be known for uh, you know its great television, is now you know slipping. Right? Yeah. And, and yeah, you can't. I mean, yes, one of the hallmarks of the HBO show is a little bit over the top violence, a little bit over the top nudity, a little bit over the top language, whatever. But there was usually a decent show wrapped around in that. And if it's not a decent show, it doesn't last. Right. So, and you know, this is apparently a one and done. So, I mean, so like, and correct me if I'm wrong, HBO had a phenomenal run for like a long time. I feel like they went from like right from Sopranos into fucking, they had Deadwood and shit and they had Game of Thrones. And it's like, they were going strong for a while, I feel like. Yeah. And then and all mean, just And fucking... those shows were so good, right? I mean, yeah. I, that was appointment television, right? Sunday nights, you were going to watch The Sopranos live. You weren't going to stream it later. You weren't going to wait. You had to watch it Sunday night so you could talk about it on Monday with everybody, right? Yeah. And, yeah, we're we're gone from that. So. There, there's no more HBO water cooler talk. Right. And first of all, nobody's in an office anymore, right? So it's like it's all, yeah. all that's gone anyway, so... And Twitter's dying, so you can't go tweet about it anyway. So You, you can thread about it now. Thread. I'm going to thread about this show now. Did you sign up for Thread yet? No. Check I out didn't the even do fucking Twitter. I'm Geek not Stuff Thread account. No, we haven't set it up yet. Oh, no. Somebody's going to squat on Geek Stuff TNG at Thread. We're going to be in trouble. We better go, better go sign up for it. All right. I think we should go to break. Yes. Uh, I think that this episode, episode 726, will be called BotBot. B-O-T-B-A-U-G-H-T. Bot. I like it. Uh, and we will go to break by saying, after these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201 7302547 Hmm maybe we could use our seductive voices Huh our what All right here Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices like this <clears throat> Hey there we want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments oh <clears throat> that's right we want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind what we are doing that you <laughs> like <coughs> so call us on the gvm line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. 
Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Come on, Bigelow, give us a better name. Come on, Bigelow. Yeah. How about Rocketeer? Rocketeer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Rocketeer it is. Hi, this is Billy Campbell, the Rocketeer, and you're listening to Geek Stuff TNG. I like it. Live from the sandwich shop. Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Kafuna Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The lasers and cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates. Tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right. Well, that was a another 
fabulous live read. Uh, even though, you know, you didn't mention that Kev's on the road and not even here, but you still said it like he was in his studio, in Big Kevuna Studios. I mean, you need to pay well, attention to what's going on in the show when you do the live read. Well, I always like to imagine that he's with us in spirit, so that's why I say he's in Big Kevuna Studios. Because he's still with us here. Up here, he's always in Big Kevuna Studios. In our hearts. In our hearts, yes. he's always in Big yes. Kevuna Okay, I got it. If you're um, when you, those at home, when you're listening to the show and you think like, "Where is Big Kev? Where, where, where is the show for me?" Just look in the mirror, look in your heart, and we're there, staring back at you. We're here for you. Where are we, Monsters Incorporated? <laughs> uh, want to do some video game news? Yay! When's the last time you played Fortnite with Kev? Oh, like nine years ago. Oh, he's gonna be so sad. He's probably that's where he is right now. He's crying because he knows you're not gonna play Fortnite with him tonight. We we have come to an agreement that it's okay if I don't all the time or ever really. I just I don't know. It, we, is is Kev in on this agreement or is this just the agreement that you've come to? No, I mean like he's somewhat part of it. I talked to at him about it. <laughs> okay, that's all we can all do is we just talk at Kev. Or yeah. like try to talk, un- you know, he just keeps talking and you, you know, you get in your jabs every now and then and he just keeps going. Yeah. Forget it, he's rolling. Um, let's see, Microsoft has sold more than 21 million Xbox Series consoles. Does yeah, I almost bought one. Almost I was thinking one. about it a while ago. So you don't own an Xbox? What, did you have a, I mean, you're a PC gamer right now. Yes. But what, what console did you have? Uh, so I was an Xbox gamer for a decade at that point before. Um, and I prefer, uh, Xbox, I guess. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all really the same thing. Like it just comes down to exclusives. You know, what exclusive do I get on this console that I don't get on the other console? So, you know, you just gotta, that, that's where the console war really ends up, you know, cause like, oh, the new Spider-Man game that's coming out this year looks amazing. Oh, that's on PlayStation. Well, it looks like I'm getting a fucking PlayStation. So what are the Xbox exclusive games? Um, so that's like Halo. It was Xbox exclusive. I think it still is. It might be on PC now, but like it's not on PlayStation. Um, really, the, the better exclusives are on uh, PlayStation. The other thing too is though, I just a lot of the exclusive, really exclusive games, I don't really care about. Or like they're fun, and I'll just watch someone else play it. The only one I really cared about was God of War, but my kid brother got it, so I got to play it with him. Oh, so your kid brother's got the PS. Five. PS5. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So I can just... Most of the games I want to play are like AAA titles anyway, so it's like, oh, they're going to make it for everyone to play because it's a AAA title. You know? It's it's Red Dead... The, a Red Dead remake that they're thinking about doing. Yeah, they'll make that for every console. Right. All right. Let's see. Now, what what's Far Cry? Far Cry is a first-person adventure game with um, uh, guns and violence and stuff. It's a really fun game. They've got a couple different Far Cry games at this point. They're all... It's basically like you go to some area of the world and then you shoot things and crazy stuff happens. Go to interesting places, meet interesting people, and shoot them. Uh, So the source code has been leaked online, so you can just you know go download and write your own Far Cry game then, right? Oh, there you go. Why pay for it? That happens way more often nowadays that like some kind of hack of a quote hack of source code happens way more often than it's supposed to nowadays. (laughs) I mean, but does anybody have the ability to do anything with that? Does it, I mean, you know, unless you're a 
freaking programmer. What does that matter to the average Joe? I can't like download it. It, it do matters it, right? because the guy who cares about it will do something about it, and the average Joe gets to profit for it. So yes, while me and you might not be able to do anything, some fucking lunatic in, in Indiana just got to make his own fucking Far Cry game. <laughs> And he can do and whatever he wants good. with it. He, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Legend of Zelda film reportedly in the works at Universal. Uh, yes. W- with uh, a deal with Nintendo and Universal. I mean, N- Nintendo and Universal are like joined at the hip now anyway, right? You got Mario Land at the Universal Studios. Yeah. And that Mario movie is uh, that did super well. So what do you think? Is a Legend of Zelda uh, worthy of a game? I mean, a movie? I think it could be the only problem is the fucking main guy doesn't talk <laughs> i mean he so will, I mean, he'll have to in the movie right yes um and what's the main guy's I, name it's not zelda everybody if you didn't know link link, link is the main guy yes zelda is the princess he saves uh link is the guy with the hat and the sword the master sword um i have personal beef with uh the legend of zelda i've never played any of the games i've never desired to play any of the games um, I have a deep-seated beef with the game for a long time now, so I've just never, never gotten into it. I'm not even saying they're bad games. I just don't want to ever play them. All right. What about? Uh, let's see. It looks like Microsoft explored buying Sega, uh, Bungle, Niantic, and IO Interactive. They wanted to outspend. They wanted to spend Sony out of business, according to this article. Yeah. So basically, just buy everybody, buy all the all the competitors, right? So I think Microsoft's like what like the company in the position to do that. I mean, besides maybe Sony, but like they definitely have the capital with just everything that is Microsoft. I mean and it wouldn't hurt, but you know, there's definitely an antitrust thing about that somewhere, I imagine. Yeah, that's what that's what it seems like to me. Uh now here's a weird story. Uh Whoopi Goldberg, do you know who Whoopi Goldberg is? Yes. Okay. She's uh on the View, she's the um, sister act, and she was in Ghost. For those of you that don't know, uh, she's pissed off that Diablo Four is not available on a Mac. <laughs> so apparently, she's uh, a Mac gamer. Does any, are, are, do any real gamers play game on a Mac? Macs aren't good no, gaming PCs. Are really? They? No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone who games on a Mac. I didn't even know really that's a thing. <laughs> well, it, apparently, it's not a thing for Diablo, and that's the whole thing. It's like yeah. they don't make Mac versions available. Or and any games really I know of. of them. So that's what, but and I think that's probably, uh, it's probably Apple that's the problem, right? Like they're not going to let, yeah, you know, like they cho- pick and choose what's on their platform. They're like very picky about it, or like, oh, we'll build our own with our own system, and it'll be Apple, uh, Apple Diablo, Apple Apple, like they, yeah, whatever, Appleopolis. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and then so. Diablo 4 was a huge release. I mean, people were really excited for that game. So it does suck that some people, I mean, I'm not going to say it, the less fortunate with their Macs, you know, you can't say that with a straight face. Um, but, you know, you still feel bad a little bit that people can't play the games they want to because they got a certain computer. But yeah, I mean, when you see these guys with like a $10,000 PC build, you know, there's not a single Mac part in it. You know, right. it's all just other, other things. It's just, you can't game on Mac. I mean, yeah, they're 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 different. They're different tools, right? Mac yeah. Mac traditionally was better for like editing and that kind of stuff, right? 
Yeah, it's like a processor. It's a processor, sure. and then you know, like PC is I don't know cheaper, and <laughs> well, not when you buy not when you build a ten thousand dollar gaming PC though. But um, yeah, no, I uh, I know some people who built those things. I thought it was dumb that they spent that much money when they could have gotten like a down payment on a car. But whatever. Yeah. Well, and what a couple of, during the pandemic, right? Some of the some of the parts that you would need for that were like very scarce, and so they were going for oh yeah, you know, triple what they normally would would sell for if you wanted to build those computers. Oh yeah, and then also that some of that stuff is used for people who do that used to do that crypto mining shit. Oh, that, that's the other reason why it was scarce, right? The crypto miners are getting the same processors that the gamers want, right? Yeah. Fucking crypto. I'm glad that sort of died. <laughs> it has completely, thing. but it's like it just doesn't make any sense. Oh yeah, like, no. I used to I, when I was in trade is the school. The dumbest thing I've ever heard of. When I was in trade school. Uh, everyone in the trade school was like, Dom, you gotta get into crypto, dude. I'm making so much money. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't have a good feeling about it. You could have fun, though, with it. Isn't that new, that new movie, isn't it called, like, Dumb Money or something like that? Something like that. It, and it's about, it's about crypto? We'll see. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, here's one. Capitalism is ruining video games. Agree or disagree? Disagree. So you yeah. think that microtransactions no. is not ruining video games? I don't think they're. Hmm, I don't think they're ruining video games, but I think no. Yeah, you know, yeah, they are ruining video games. I have to think about it. Yep, no, they're ruining video games because it's not even just like not definitely. It's different like buying an outfit for fucking five dollars, and then it's also like, oh, you can just get this better ver- better armor for five dollars. You can get this next better armor for ten dollars. Like it's fucking. I don't know. Microtransactions are shit. They are ruining capitalism. Capitalism is ruining video games. End of the day. There you go. I'm not yeah. going to ramble. I'll tell you. And, and and then, I mean, not that they're the same kind of video games, but, you know, my kid's got his tablet, and there's the little games that are on there, but, you know, it's literally uh, every time you die in the game, you have to watch a commercial, right? Well, and he's a kid, so he dies all the time, and then the commercial comes on, and he freaks out. Because he doesn't, you know, because he's trying to close the commercial, but he ends up going to the app store to buy whatever the ad was and, you know, gets locked in this loop. Because thank God he can't buy anything. I saw the article about some kid that spent like $30,000 on their, yeah. Yeah, downloading apps yeah. to their parents' phone. But it's like, and and you can't even, you can't even like buy the game and tur- to turn off the ads because they make too much money from, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to sell you a game for three or four bucks because they'd rather just make money ad after ad after ad. And I'm like... I've downloaded a couple of games to my phone where it's like the ads are so frequent. I'm like, you know, this is not worth it. You know, I don't, Yeah. you know, I'd rather read. <laughs> and that's saying something, let me tell you. Uh, rather read. I'd rather read loser. to kill time than play this stupid game. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, EA's Iron Man game hired the Gotham Knights writer. I'm hoping that's Gotham Yay. Knights, the game, not the movie. Or not in the, the game, was already great. canceled, right? Is the game not great either? Game wasn't great either. All right, the game was like be, only fine. Maybe there'll be a TV show based on the Iron Man game, based on the Gotham, Gotham Knights writer. I don't know. I mean, I think a an Iron Man game sounds cool in theory. Um, it's just going to come down to um, EA, which you know, the king of microtransactions. I can only imagine the fucking dumb microtransactions that will come with this Iron Man game. And also, the way that we've had the track record of video games now nowadays, recently at least, 
is it even going to be fucking finished when they release it to us? Because the amount of games that come out with a day one patch that's 30 gigabytes is like, cool, I just downloaded a whole new game with my game. So excited for that. I saw a thing and said, you, you people are uh, pre-ordering digital games like they're going to run out of them. It's just a digital download. It's infinite. They can download it as many times as they want. They're not going to run out. You don't have to pre-order it. It'll be ready when it's ready. Anyway. That's I mean, it. they used to have like pre-order exclusives. So it's like, if you pre-order the game, you get this cosmetic, which was fine. I didn't hate the idea of that. Um, but now they don't even fucking give you anything most of the time. So it's almost there's no point to fucking pre pre-order some shit. Yeah, no no discount for buying it before this certain date or any of that stuff. It just it is what it is. Sometimes it sometimes might be like a, it might be like, oh, you might get a discount maybe. Or it's like, oh, you can pre order the hundred dollar edition and you'll get all these wonderful things, or you can just get the game and get nothing. Right. You can you can maybe you can play the game sometimes a day or two early. Which in the fucking grand scheme of things doesn't matter because it's going to be downloading content for those two days anyway yeah it's gonna it's gonna burn up all of your unlimited uh bandwidth in in two nights of downloading these games seriously what's going on over at nintendo oh the hacker released from prison early due to good behavior what did the guy what did he release he hacked into nintendo and what did he get i don't remember Oh, I remember this. I forget what it was. Also, wasn't his last name Bowser? Wasn't that the yeah, <laughs> Gary <laughs> Bowser? <laughs> that's that's the definition of irony, right there. So he was, if I remember this correctly, he was like jailbreaking, which basically like he was hacking into, um, like hacking into consoles and getting like free games. Essentially, it was part of like a it was like a legitimate business to a degree. Yeah, and the, the the best part was his name was Gary Bowser. He owned three hundred thousand dollars through this, and he is expected to pay Nintendo ten million dollars in damages through pirate through his piracy. So they're taking twenty five to thirty percent of his earnings for, for, until he pays off ten million dollars. Yep. Wow. Uh, I don't. So think he'll I never have, pay it off. That'll would... be a debt that will never be finished. How would you like to owe Daddy Nintendo ten million dollars and have them follow you around for the rest of your life? Man, you just gotta like not have any on the books income, right? Honestly, honestly, you need to just disappear, <laughs> fucking <laughs> fake your death and leave. Fake and your own death. I'm Barry Gowser, not there, not Gary Bowser. Literally, if they're taking ten million dollars from you, I mean, most like, human beings do not earn ten million dollars in their lifetime. No, that's crazy. Uh, let's see what else is going on. They only expect to sell 15 million Switch consoles over the next year, and there's not going to be a, a Switch successor for at least another year after that. Do you have yeah, a Switch? I think that, no, my kid brother has one. Okay. Um, you know, because he gets everything he ever wants. Um, <laughs> what do I get? I get nothing. He gets everything. Right. Well, I mean, his room is like triple the size of mine, and you know, there's every picture in the house that says, "I'm not gonna get into that." That I'm definitely not the fucking stepchild who lives in the dungeon. Um, anyways, so I oh. think they're also on that. Say that one more time. Don't forget to do your chores, also, or it's gonna be they're gonna exactly. beat you like normal. Yeah. Uh, the I think they're on like a ten year life cycle because I feel like the Switch has been out for almost six, seven years at this point. Look up how when the Nintendo Switch came out. So yeah, video game consoles only have like a ten year lifespan nowadays. Before they're like, all right, new one, which makes sense to a degree. 
no, no. Oh, yeah. So March third, twenty seventeen. So we're on we're at six years now of Nintendo Switch. So it, it it almost makes sense that you know in a year or two we might get a new one or at least get, start talking about the new one. But it's gonna suck because the way console prices are nowadays, it'll be at least six hundred dollars. Really for, for a uh, little handheld? Hell yeah! Oh my god, that's ridiculous. How much were they when they came out? That seems super expensive. Well, so so right now they're at like the all right the introductory price U.S. dollars was three hundred dollars. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, and so that was ten years later was, to be double that. That, that and and a new upgraded one. I, that's not unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, the, the that's nice a thing lot. about the Switch, I will say, it is a handheld, and you can play it on your TV, and it has a dock for that. So yeah. I mean, it is nice that you can do that. It's the only console that can do that that can go back and forth. Um, but you know, what's the price of that? Is seven hundred dollars the price of that? I don't fucking think so. Is three hundred dollars price of that? I'm more comfortable with that. You know, who knows? There'll be probably some fucking the ultimate super edition, a thousand dollars, and it comes with three games because when these consoles release, they only have so many fucking games, right? And they're not backwards compatible, so you don't get to play the old games you had because it's a completely different console with a completely different hardware and software and the you know the way you install the game is not the same way you install the game in the old games so you're fucked right well that's that's why you get the emulator right so you can play the old games that's why you PC emulate everything and you just play everything on your PC yeah and well so this P- there was an article here that said that Microsoft cracks down on and disables emulators downloaded to Xbox consoles so yes. you, so that that's why you would do it right you would, so you would be able to play the old games that you like by downloading an emulator, and then they yes. disabled it. Oh, there was um, a big thing in the Call of Duty community where older games from like when I was like middle school and like early high school were um, so there like, were like servers. Pac-Man, Pac-Man, Asteroids. Oh no, wait, that's yes. when that's when I, I say call. I say Call of Duty. Oh, okay. <laughs> boy, that really does make me feel old. That for you, an old game is Call of Duty. <laughs> and no, for no, no, me, no, no, it's no. Pac-Man. I'm not saying it's old. I'm saying the servers aren't open anymore. Oh, okay. For the Call of Duty from when I was like middle school and high school, they shut those down at this point. And there were servers where they'd be called like Plutonium, and you could play old fucking Call of Duty games. Well, they've been cracking down on those fucking left and right, like shutting them down all over the place. So, because they want you to buy the new versions of these games, they want you to buy the new versions, and you don't have the rights to, you know. Yeah, the game that you're fucking emulating. So it's not like I bought Call of Duty and I'm still playing my Call of Duty. It's I'm playing a pirated version on a server yes. somewhere, but I don't have, I don't own Call of Duty. I may own Call of Duty, but I'm not playing that when I'm on these servers is what you're saying. Yeah. But see, I mean, again, if I bought an Atari and I had the Pac-Man cartridge... Theoretically, I could still play that, right? Because I don't need a server. Yeah. But if I bought Call of Duty originally, I can't play it now. Like well, they have, a lot of the issues nowadays too is you know, it. video games nowadays have a required online component. Right. And if the server is shut down, it's done. It's done. And then also all of that stupid DLC downloadable content you paid money for is also gone. So there's a degree of like, hey. Just so you know, I know you really you might not care now, but you are almost essentially wasting twenty dollars anyways on this, because yeah, you'll get extra maps and stuff because it used to be twenty dollars for like the extra DLC maps that they'll yeah. release. It's like I get to play on them, and you get to play with your friends. You make it a new gun, but just so you know, in a couple of years, they're literally deleting all of this. 
I mean, yeah, we and then not letting anyone have it anymore. We were just talking about that. The, um, the everything's a subscription now, right? You don't own Call of Duty. You get to play no. it until they turn it off. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you're renting and you pay the price. You can play it as long as they let you play it. You know, yes. you want Microsoft Office on your computer, you're going to pay every month or once a year, but you don't own Microsoft Office. You are renting it. You, you know, everything is a subscription. Yeah. And, and you know, again, capitalism is ruining video games. It's This is just, back in my day, you could buy something and you owned it. I mean, you know, even going all the way to, like, these new cars that have heated seats, but it's a subscription. Oh, you want those heated seats? Well, you got to pay nine ninety nine a month for it. It's like, yep. but, but wait, it's already installed in the car, right? You just have to turn it on. Yeah, but we'll turn it on for nine ninety nine a month. I mean, that is that is the height of bullshit, you know? Yeah. It's just like the uh, YouTube got this comment: Hey, maybe you shouldn't put the unskippable, you know, thirty second ad in front of the how to do CPR video. Right, because it was kind of important, and the person and and YouTube's response was, well, if you pay ninety nine nine a month for YouTube Plus or whatever, you don't have those ads. And it's like they basically just said, f you, <laughs> if you don't want ads, pay pay me, f you I, pay me. I I, I I do pay for the uh the ad for YouTube. It does make it a whole lot better. Yeah, and you know what? You know what your punishment is if you don't do your chores. You have to watch shit on freebie. One <laughs> so, uh, those ads that just burst in the middle of your show. So for those who want the freebie experience in the middle of this talk, we're just gonna fucking jump in a fucking commercial and then just jump back right into the middle of this conversation. Right. And so it's uh, so it's let's see what is it. Um, so we'll just be talking along, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's, oh wait, and then that goes to the commercial. It's that loud, and then it just pops right back into the conversation as if it yeah. never went on. Super yeah. loud and out of place and not in the right spot of fucking the show. Fucking abrasive. <laughs> You're watching fucking Tubestone. Nubia, the medicine you need to help you with your thing. Oh, cool. This definitely fits in the middle of this fucking scene in Tombstone. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. What else do we got going on here? Um, just today, well, I think, I think it was today. It might have been yesterday that the... Um, the exclusive. Let's do this one first. Geek stuff. Convention news. And talk San Diego Comic Con. The uh, the exclusives window opened up. I think it was this morning. I went in there and, and did it. So you're putting basically you're throwing your name in the hat for you know the chance, the chance to, to go yeah. to the Funko booth. The chance to go to the Entertainment Earth. The booth. stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of. Uh, you know. So so I mean I went in. I I put all mine in. For, I've got my badges for all. Uh, you know all. From preview night through Sunday at uh, San Diego Comic Con. If you're going to be in the neighborhood, uh, what is it? Are we selling? Uh, are we selling meet and greets with West Coast Scott? If you're going to San Diego Comic Con, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we'll do we'll do autographs and pictures at Comic Con. Um, but yeah, so I put my name in for all the meet and greets. There was uh, not meet and greets exclusives, and then some meet and greets were on there. Um, so there was like a WWE meet and greet, and I, I you know put in you know you get like, let's say you get twelve kind of tickets and you can put your ticket in whichever bin you want of all the exclusives for that day so it's like you know you get 12 i put like four into funko and two into entertainment earth and one into the 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 signing for this show or the signing for that show or whatever so uh so well you know i'm like looking at them going all right what i want to like i did the wwe just because like i don't really know anybody but it's like what if it was sergeant slaughter or somebody you know like i don't know who it's going to be if i if i win and i go the worst thing has happened i get you know, an autograph from somebody that I don't know, you know, yeah. or the best case scenario though, it's somebody cool. So, 
So I put in my, my meet and greets for that uh, today. Um, if you're going to be out at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this year, uh, you know, drop us a line. Call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or send us an email. At geeseoftng at gmail.com. Or join the Discord server for just a uh, dollar a month on, on our Patreon. And, uh, you know, we can we can connect or find me on uh, uh, on Twitter and say, hey, I'm going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Let's, uh, let's catch up and say hi. I'd love to, love we, to see you. We are you not on there. thread yet. We're not on thread yet. Um, let's see. But then here's the other thing. Uh, what Marvel, Netflix, Sony, HBO, and Universal are not going to be at Comic Con this year. So it's going to be like whatnot and fucking Crunchyroll as the only. <laughs> so I don't see DC on that list. Does that that doesn't fall? Yeah, I mean because I don't see. But that's DC HBO. already bailed out though. Did it, I was that's the question. I wonder if DC is not on that list too. And I mean we we talked about this a little bit. Like Marvel is under the Disney window, so they can just go to D23, which, yes. you know, which happens just up the just up the road in Anaheim, you know, so really, you know, a little over an hour away from San Diego. They do it every other year, but, I mean, does, does any Disney property need a presence? Well, does anybody need a presence at Comic-Con anymore, right? Yeah, no, like, not really. Like, I mean, with the way the internet is nowadays with these virtual fucking cons... Yeah, I mean I, the other heavy hitters we have here: Netflix, Sony, HBO, and Universal. They could literally do like their own separate cons. Did they Sony Con online? Did, or some did shit Netflix like that. do? They did Tadum. Was that a online convention? What was Tadum? I feel yes, like that, that was that was the online Netflix. So thing. they do have their own. I mean, you know, so yeah. I mean, yeah, and Sony's got a lot. I, I mean, I wonder if. I mean, cons are. Some of the con, the, the the weaker ones are falling off the pack, right? You know, like the, yeah. the 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 weaker animals, and some of these cons are dying. You know, like E three is dying, right? Not that it's a weaker con, but it's just the because of the clientele, it's not surviving. So San like Diego is the biggest. Yeah, I wonder if I don't know that San Diego will die, but will it go back to more like what it used to be, where it was a little more comic book focused and a little, little less everything in pop culture you know will it will it specialize you have to be specialized yeah and maybe i don't know i mean my, it, my thought process and i could be way off base is like do we keep new york and san diego like do both of them persist or is it like okay which one do we want to cut do we want to pay for fucking new york prices or do you want to pay for san diego prices yeah well or is it I mean, if if Marvel and Netflix and Sony aren't going to show up at San Diego Comic Con, they're sure not going to s- show up for Phoenix Con or Emerald City Con or you know, or Dragon Con. You know what I mean? Like the other ones that yeah. are still pretty major. If they're not going to show up at the biggest San Diego, they're sure yeah. they're not going to send up at, show up at the rest. So, so do cons go back to a little more niche? It's a little bit more about Artist Alley and maybe the cosplay and and maybe some of the other activities and it's less about these big tent pole uh uh pro, you know content o- owners um but then and then, or, the, and then the crowds the, get back down yeah. to a manageable size and it's not you know it's not such a miserable event because i mean comic-con is like it's i i don't know that it's fun anymore san diego comic-con yeah. WonderCon is still pretty fun because it's not that crowded you know la comic-con is you know less crowded than San Diego Comic-Con, so, like, is it is it more fun to go to a smaller con? I mean, honestly, 
I went to the you know the Hellmouth Con, right? That's that's just a you know all the all the he who shall not be named uh, properties, yes. right? So Buffy and Angel and you know the the show the space show you know uh, based space on Cowboys. Serenity, Space Cowboy and, and you know and the Avengers and Doctor Horrible and you know and and Roseanne and whatever else Toy Story, all the things that he was involved with, but it's so niche, it's so focused. Right, you go to San Diego Comic Con and you can see cosplay from literally anything pop culture anywhere ever. You go to Hellmouth Con and you know it's such a smaller group; it's so much easier. You could walk up to anybody and have something in common with them. At Comic Con, you don't know, you know, your wheelhouses may not connect at all, right? Yeah. So I feel like I would I would definitely say that the smaller the con, the more fun you will have. Mm-hmm. Are you going to see the same major celebrities? No. But you're also going to be able to walk without, you know, being, you know, squished together with a million other people in, in a sweaty mess and all that. So I don't know. It's like maybe San Diego can get back to an adequate experience instead of a miserable experience, which it is for most people. Oh, yeah. So My other thought process is maybe like a booth that it's big, but it didn't have like Marvel's space gets Marvel's space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe Image gets a giant booth. You know what I mean? Or like fucking Vertigo comics. Or even not just comics, but like at New York, the last time I was at New York, like Crunchyroll. Yeah, they're big, but it's not Netflix. Had a giant booth. And that was kind of cool. So it'll be interesting to see like, you know, does anyone have a giant booth still? You know, what? and who is manning those giant spaces? Or are they just, you know, hey, let's use this giant space for eight other people. Yeah, they- they got to fill up that floor and I don't know that they have enough people for it. Right. I mean, how many t-shirt booths can there be? How many loot boxes can there be? And there's a lot of them. How many fucking Funko booths can there be? Well, how many fucking, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll I'll really be interested to see what it, what Comic-Con looks like this year. And man, it's in like two weeks. Oh yeah. Shit. I mean, it's coming up fast, so I've got I've got tickets for every day, uh, including preview night. And uh, <laughs> do you have one ticket, or do you have an entire family's worth of tickets? Uh, just I have tickets for every day, and Brittany has tickets. I think just for Saturday and Sunday. Oh, uh, okay. If we wanted to take the kids, they're obviously free because they're they're young enough. Um, but I don't. I think that we may take our oldest just on Saturday, and you know, and maybe go back on Sunday. I don't know. I mean, we may take our oldest for one of the, one of the weekend days. Um, again, really probably Sunday. Cause that's the least crowded, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm going to try to get down there at least in the evenings every day. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, you know, what my work schedule looks like, but I mean, and we'll see if I get in on any of the, um, any of the exclusives. Cause really, you know, a few years ago before I officially joined the show, when I was, uh, Really just West Coast Scott talking about the Comic-Con that I just attended and more, you know, muling stuff out of Comic-Con for Kev. I could show up on preview night and get in line and buy some exclusives. That that just doesn't happen anymore. Like, you yeah. know, you, the, the real exclusive stuff, you have to have been in some lottery. You have to have signed up in advance. You can't just show up, even if you're there on preview night, the first night before it's even opened, you're not going to get anything. Like that, literally for the last like three years, but you know, four or five years ago, yeah, I mean, I I was there and I kind of 
texted Kevin. He's like, hey, can you go check and see if this is here? And, you know, and there were. There were things that I could go pick up and, uh, uh, you know, that, are, that were wheelhouses that are still in my garage today. There you go. I need to just ship them to you and add the, you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. Ooh, that's a wild card with the contest, right? What if I ship some extra packages? Do those count or do those not count? I can skew the whole event up or down. <laughs> Who knows how many boxes are in the West Coast archive? Nobody knows. And then how they many count. boxes are inside those, which can affect the tiebreaker. So The contest is just how many boxes I pick up at Montclair. Yes. But if I send them so, to Montclair, that, it, then it counts. It totally counts. Yeah. So, all right. I think it's about time to wrap this one up. Okay. Why don't we do... Well, yeah, I guess I should say, is there anything else, any other stories you would like to cover, sir? Uh, no. No, I think we're uh, pretty much hit everything I, that's on my brain. So, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, a couple other things we'll catch next week when uh, when Kev's here. I will say this: the show should go posting on seven ten, July tenth. If you have a Seven Eleven near you, don't forget Seven Eleven is free Slurpee day. Go in and get your yeah. free Slurpee. Tell them you heard about it on Geek Stuff TNG, and they're going to give you free Slurpee anyway because it's free Slurpee day. Who cares? I tried my best to get them to sponsor episode Seven Eleven with any kind of free gift or anything—a coupon code or something. They didn't even respond to me. So please go on to Thread and at mention Geek Stuff on Thread and 7-Eleven and say, hey, you should support this show because uh, geeks like Slurpees. We like our, our sweet sleep. I have a there Slurpee right here today. I had a nice Coke Slurpee uh, in a hot day out here in Southern California. So, there you go. All right. So we don't have a Thread, but we do have other social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, it is Geek Stuff TNG in all of those places. Uh, you can find me at Pi Day Scott in all those places. You can just check out the link tree, linktree.com. That's what it's link, whatever you know. At Pi Day Scott, you can you can find it. Uh, Kev is Big Kev GS on Xbox, where you can play Fortnite with him because uh, Sandwich won't. Uh, or you can find him on Twitter and Instagram as BK Geek Stuff. And then what about you, sir? You can find me on Instagram and not Fortnite at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Alright, and with that, we will end this episode, episode 726, Bot Bot. It's hard to say. The way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Alan Arkin. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
Machines to save our lives Machines Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>